What's up, everyone? Casey here, and I have some pretty exciting news for the new year. We are starting our live collective semester one on Wednesday, January 3rd. We're going to be meeting at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time to start your studying journey with you. We will be meeting every Monday and Wednesday night until March 25th. And you're going to get 24 amazing classes led by your favorite teachers, Leah and Casey. We're going to go through the entire fifth edition task list covering every single item you need to know to pass your exam. We take the notes with you. We make you laugh. You're going to have a blast and studying will not suck. We promise. So right now, take advantage of our early bird discount. If you head over to www.studynotesaba.com and you enter coupon code EARLYAF, again, coupon code EARLYAF, for the next week, you're going to be getting $50 off any of our live collective semester one packages. So what are you waiting for? We cannot wait to meet you and have the time of our lives. Mwah. Love you. Mean it. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here with episode 154. Casey, what do you have for us today? I think it's a good one. Courtesy of you. <laughs> That's why Maybe our guests will laugh. Episode 154, don't forget to turn the light off the refrigerator door. This is a good one. <laughs> I learned this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she doesn't <laughs> even know that she's singing like a Jewish trope here. <laughs> Am I really? Yeah. <laughs> She's obsessed this with this. is what we do. This is what we give. To money to the poor. Or to help help them live. live. Okay. All right. Casey is fully immersed. Uh-huh. Today's episode 154. If you missed the rhyme, Casey said, don't forget to put off the light in your refrigerator door because this is a constant argument that Casey and I have. She is always annoyed when she comes to my house. Well, right now I've been in a rental because I've been fixing stuff at my real house. I've been in an Airbnb and the fridge light is always off. And she's like, your fridge is broken and like tries like digging. I'm just like, just leave it. Like there's tape over it. Yeah. And I'm like, like, or when I was at your actual house and you had the Shabbat fridge, I would always forget to put it back to Shabbat mode and then you'd open it. And be yeah, like, people, people have no idea what we're talking about right now, but today's episode is going to be about Shabbat or the Sabbath. Um, we'll talk about what that is and why my fridge door, I can't have the light on in my fridge. You're probably wondering what's going on. Uh, we're going to let you know, but before we do that, we have to get to our review of the day because you know we have to know how amazing we are. So take it away, Casey. All right. This is from Miranda Thornley. Not Liat, because last episode she tricked me and had written one. <laughs> Lol. Best podcast. Love you guys. Hey, Casey and Liat. I absolutely love your podcast. I used your one month cram collective two years ago to pass my BCBA exam and got my BCBA box. Sometimes I feel burnt out with the field, but listening to your podcast brings back my love for ABA. Once I get some more money, I want to take your CEUs. Love you guys. Mean it. We love you, and, and we really it. mean it. And we cannot wait for you to take CEUs. Amazing. That, that makes me happy they're still sticking around. They took it two, two years, years ago and passed, and they still listen to us. Wow. Okay. And thanks for leaving it. The effort to leave one is hard. We get it. So thank you. And it's a new one. Red, yeah. Came in 927. So obviously my threats are working. Please go leave us a review. We won't be mad at you. Okay. <laughs> that rhymed. I'm a natural rhymer, honey. Okay, so today's guest, someone who Casey's going to give the formal uh, introduction to our guest, but as you know, Casey and I teach the courses to slay the BCBA exam. If you don't know, go check us out at studynotesaba.com. But one day I'm like, and usually I do not run the chat. Like I have to be the one teaching, drawing the notes, or else I'm not focused. So usually if it's like Casey and I both there. She'll be in the chat typing away like she loves like responding to people, hence why she gets back to her email so quick. <laughs> and I like to be the one teaching. 
But one night, I don't know if someone else was teaching for part of it or something, but I get a message, like a private message in the, or did I message him? I think I messaged him. Like he had a little kid come up to him or something. And I saw a kippah or a yarmulke that some of you guys know on his kid's head. And I was like, is that a kippah? I see. I wrote um, in a private message. So obviously I was, okay. And then he wrote back, Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. <laughs> and that what he said? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I think that was it. Okay. So he said, Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. And I was like, uh, lol. R-O-F-L, you know, not kidding. I don't know what he said, but anyway, L-M-A-O. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we, we started, um, Jewish geography. Yeah. Playing Jewish geography, who you knew. It happens to be that we both were in Israel the same year studying. And not only were we in Israel the same year as if the country's not small enough, we were like in the same, like tiny city, like with on the same street of each other. Like I was like essentially like the girl version of his school and he was the boy version of my school so we were like really close and definitely went to burgers bar which was like the burger hotspot for um people to bring their hormones and flirt with each other and then we've definitely had to have been at the same time 100 percent. now you uh, gotta have the background kate's gonna tell you who our guest is all right so i'm gonna butcher the last name michael lebovitz lebovitz yeah thank you for helping me He's a trained linguist specializing in Jewish languages, started his clinical experience as an SLPA, became a professional democrat. They're literally embarrassing me. I <laughs> a professional democratic campaign professional <laughs> as a field organizer for a state Senate campaign, started business consulting, switched to ABA, worked for PBS for four years, Yes, we love you. Got elected as a democratic <laughs> precinct captain. Captain became a poll worker for elections. Passed my BCBA exam in January using our mock exams. And I don't know why you only wrote that because you were definitely in the collective when you wrote me a Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. Started <laughs> learning act and then got hired as the resident BCBA for Baycare Behavioral Unit where he works as a community action team and statewide inpatient psychiatric program. I didn't know that you do that. I'd love to ask you about that. Special, uh, specialized in trauma, trauma, but okay, act. Trauma focus act. Are you and, trying to be like me? Yeah, bro. What do you think? <laughs> I know how to read. Okay. So he is also Jewish on top of it. Hence the reason that he's coming on for, he's wearing a kippa and he's wearing a kippa. Perfect. Exactly. So, we connected over the fact that we were both Jewish and that we happened to be in the same place at the same time, the same year, probably having the year of your life. I had the best year of my life. My year spent in Israel learning. That was, um, and so today's topic we are talking about, we had talked about doing a podcast and I was like, we need to do a podcast on Shabbat or the Sabbath. The and, behaviors behind Shabbat. And like, what is Shabbat? And like, what is it when I tell everyone that I work with or that like, oh, sorry, just getting back to your message. Oh, my God, I'm sorry that I just saw your passing message that you passed. I've been on Shabbat. Like, I realize I write the people as if they understand it. But they have, like, no idea. And, like, they're like, so where is Shabbat? Like, where is that place? Like, oh, it's like, oh, well, it's anywhere, actually. Uh, so can you give us an operational definition of what Shabbat is, Michael? Yeah, sure. Um, Shabbat is the Wait, same is word as Shabbat. Sabbath or Shabbat. <laughs> right. That's equivalent. equivalent. Emil's equivalent. He's saying Shabbos, which is like the more Yiddish. It's the same word in three different languages. Oh, okay. So Shabbat so is Shabbat. In... Shabbat is like Israeli Hebrew. Uh, Shabbat is closer to Yiddish. And Sabbath would be the English equivalent. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Sundays are called Sabbath. Or then you could also call it the day of rest if you want to add more relations. Oh, that's a good. So you want to be formal about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. If you want to add in some more stimulus equivalents. So simply put, Shabbat happens every Friday night to Saturday night. And it is a day of rest, just like Liat said. 
um, rest has a very specific definition, and there are um, you know, stories in the Torah. Torah. BCBAs must have written the Torah because they were so specific in their operational definition of what you can and what you cannot do. Examples and not examples. They literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't only in the Torah, but it also got hashed out and, and specified more by generations of rabbis down the line. Um, but in the Torah, the Jews, while they were wandering in the desert, built the uh, tabernacle, which in Hebrew is called the Mishkan. And every action that they did to build the Mishkan, the tabernacle, counts as work. And that is how we define work and what we abstain from on Shabbat. Oh my God, I did, I did not... I did not know like the that the tabernacle part of it. No, I mean I knew parts of Shabbat, but I didn't realize like that's how they came up with the different. Yeah, the malachah, the the all of the things we can't do, the restriction. So let's tell people some things that we can't do because people are like, okay, so the day of rest and it and it changes the different like as to when it starts and when it finishes throughout the different year because we go by the lunar calendar. So as the sun sets. Right. So like it starts a lot later in the summer, but it also ends really late on Saturday night. So are you more like you like Shabbat better in summer or winter? Ooh. I don't know. That's a tough question. It kind of depends. I but I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy having Saturday nights now because like we get to go on date nights and hire a babysitter. But uh I also think like coming in early on Friday, coming home hot from work, like trying to rush and cram everything in and get dinner ready and everything, that can be a real, <laughs> that can be a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. Pressure. So just, I'm going to give a little bit of a background on further onto Shabbat. So like the actual day itself is like the main things that I'd say like I mean, some people are stricter than others. Like, you know, like I observe the Sabbath, meaning like I don't do any of the things we're going to talk about. But um, also like, so it's typically like the, I'd say like the standard that most people know would be like a Friday night dinner, right? And we have, people might know like Casey loves challah bread. Um, that was going to be why I rhymes was like, I love challah for sure. Yeah. But then I was like, we're <laughs> right before. She was stressed out. Exactly. But I love hollow. I mean, I that's all I want to eat. And once who you, doesn't? And then you eat it so my, with the butter, salt, or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm not even hungry. I've just eaten a whole loaf of bread. Yeah, especially if you like get all my like family the... used to call challah Chris challah because I had a buddy Chris who came over for a Friday night and just like couldn't believe that he had never had this magical loaf of bread before. And he ended up like forcing his family to buy challah every week after that. They're doing that. <laughs> oh my god, it makes the best French toast too. Oh, oh yeah. All right, so like th that that meal is typically like that's the one like the meal that like when you're bringing like the Sabbath in and like usually you have your family like you know family friends. It's time to get together. What is it called when you start the prayer? The the kiddish kiddish is what it's called. Is like the prayer over the. The, the wine and then there's like a whole routine there's a whole chaining procedure going on there like you got to do it in order then you wash your hands like a spiritual washing then you are not speaking until you eat the bread not everyone like feels the need to talk more than ever when they're not allowed to there's a rule not talk so everyone's like mm -mm 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 -mm, pointing to what they need um also like jewish people have a hard time being quiet so like it's really yeah right like my, it's like yeah my wife my wife exclusively washes after me and my son so that she can keep talking. <laughs> right. So then like the whole meal and like it's usually a night meal. And so people like intentionally are prepping for this meal. Um, definitely on Thursday. Some people who are like could prep earlier on the week if they have their shit together. Some are like trying to like get by on a Friday <laughs> picking up from the kosher grocery store like pre-made food whatever it is what you're doing but it's a time that I'd, I'd, I'd say is also very unique in today's like 
tech heavy society because also as we have this meal, we also have one on Saturday morning. Um, like you can't use your phone. You can't use like you can't use electricity, meaning like if the lights are on somewhere or if they're on a timer, it's fine. But you can't go and like turn a light on. Hence the reason why I have to keep my light in my fridge taped, because if I open the door, it will turn on. Um, and why there's actually a really cool reason for that. Tell us. So we we mentioned like we get all of these these restrictions from the Torah, which is clearly not a book written when. <laughs> We had phones. So like, why are phones restricted? They, they're not for work, right? They're, they're for fun, air quotes. Because most of us, I think it probably is work. Um, colloquially defined anyway. But what, what happens is as we get new technologies, the rabbis, um, I'm, I'm using that as like a very general term, but rabbinic councils, uh, rabbinic authorities, like however you want to, call them, they get together and they actually look at how these technologies work and what they are and whether or not they would be um, considered a part of these restrictions that we have. And so phones, because they're electronic, um, count as um, fire, they count as starting a, a flame. And there's also mm -hmm. another restriction with phones that which also says that you cannot be lighting a candle or anything on Shabbat. Right. But there's like a big question about, you know, when VCRs came out, can we record shows that happen on Friday nights or Saturdays? And it was really interesting because the rabbis had to like come together, figure out how this works, what that would mean. And they discussed and sort of came out and said like, it has to be off. But if it doesn't turn on when it records, then you're fine and you can do it. So like there's all these deliberations that happen still today about new technologies and things and whether or not we can use them or how to use them on Shabbat. And that's how the fridge light. I guess we should, like you could also like you're allowed to your fridge is obviously keeping things cool all the time. Right. Like so you still are allowed to take food out of it. Right. And a lot of fridges nowadays, like we just moved and we have a new fridge that connects to the phone, which is wild. And yeah. our fridge has a Shabbat mode on it. So we mm -hmm. like on Fridays, we press the Shabbat mode button and the lights turn off and it's totally kosher. So it stays cool, but no lights. So I remember I've learned a lot since knowing Liat about you know the different rules but i remember you learned a lot since knowing liat yes this is the best run katie's ever made in her life <laughs> but one thing i did like super faux pas or like ah when you were living in the apartment mma ma where i live now um i was sleeping over your house and they keep like a a hot plate like a thing on and they keep all the meals after friday night on it Oh, like it was like a cholent pot, yeah. Like, yeah. Where you like make like no, so it was fish though in it. There was fish in it or something. And anyways, I everyone went to bed and I was like, oh my god, like I'm super afraid of fires and like leaving things on. So I was like, I immediately <laughs> shut it off. And in the morning, it was not fish. Yep. Whatever it, was. it had to have been cholent. chicken or something like a, a slow. It was like a. a but anyways, pot. I basically like yeah. shut it off, thinking that it was what you need to do. And then in the morning you were pissed because the food was now no oh, i was pissed i probably beat the shit out of you <laughs> i'm like wait i don't get it why would you leave it's like fire hazard <laughs> right so there's rules that like things that are like beyond so like yes like these things are set up a lot of people have a meal that's these like, are all a lot of antecedent interventions though oh my god the antecedent prep for shabbat and the sabbath is like from preparing the meals to lighting the candles organizing like cutting your paper towels like wipe your ass Yep. Like, I mean, there's a lot Turning of things. Your lights on. Yeah. Like, planning with your friend, like your your kid's parent, where you're going to meet the friend for a play date because you can't use the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to make sure like your lights are set on what you want. Uh, you also done that a few times, like left me with like a light on, like left my house and like left my bedroom light on. That's nice. Too. Um, <laughs> or off in the bathroom. And then you're like, 
how am I going to see, Casey? <laughs> right. So there's there's a lot of different things. And I mean, we could list off, uh, but I mean, but oh, a lot can't of- can't drive. You cannot drive. That's also igniting a fire as well. Um, you cannot write. People, so I actually got a lot of good studying done on Shabbat always because, I mean- Can you turn pages? Yeah, you could turn pages, but you, you cannot read? write. But I also so like to write notes. not considered work? You could read. Okay. You can read. You're not supposed to read like business related things, right? So like, I shouldn't that, technically be reading business, yeah, financial- Yeah, that's kind of like what they call the spirit of Shabbat. Like if it, and this is really interesting because I I work with ACT, uh, acceptance commitment therapy. And one of like the six principles of ACT is present moment and being aware of where you are and being engaged in what you're doing. And so much of not only the prep, but also like the actual things we do on Shabbat have to do with being in the moment and specifically like being joyful on Shabbat and remembering all of the rules of Shabbat. Like uh, remembering Shabbat is one of the, the 10 commandments. And so like having something in front of you and you're reading for work can be problematic. It's not technically working as operationally defined, but it doesn't necessarily go in the spirit of Shabbat if you are sitting at home, your family is now around you and you're like, right. Like if you're seeing your company, like sales goals are down, it's not like helping you be in that restful right. headspace. Right. I also got a lot of studying done, and I still do get a lot of studying done. Like I, mean, I just hate being able to highlight. Oh, like tab that. that shit. Hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I mean, it's distraction-free learning. <laughs> it's great. Because essentially, you're trying to set up like that stimulus control of like I'm present here now. When you have these other like stimuli in the environment, it right is definitely you're, yeah. You're using your nice dishes. You've got a nice tablecloth. You've <laughs> cleaned up most likely. <laughs> Hopefully, if you had time, you're dressed nicer than like your usual. Sweat. You're always wearing like a black like dress outfit. Well, I just always wear black, but you could you okay. yeah <laughs> you're, like you're dressed in like more formal wear. Yeah, um, or like if you if you bought something new. Like a nice new shirt. I always try to wear my new clothes on Shabbat before I wear them out somewhere else. And some women will wear wigs or like that's all the time. That's a whole other podcast. They wear that not only on Shabbat. Yeah. That's a modesty. That's a modesty thing. But that is true. Casey's only seen my mom. My mom only covers her hair on Shabbat. But I can play the role. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're right. What do you see? All right. You're winning yourself some points after your dog's pissed on my carpet. Uh, okay, so. And even like the daily prayers change on Shabbat. So even, you know, we, we go to the uh, synagogue and we pray three times a day. But then on, <laughs> on Shabbat, there are different prayers. We read the Torah on that day. There's a lot that goes on, just like the ceremony of it, that also has that stimulus control and... Um, it's just all of those traditions and all of that behavioral momentum, it allows you a chance to just like let go of, of your daily, I, I don't know what other word, sir, like the, your daily worries, your concerns, and you do. Like, now, let me tell you something. So I like literally say like, I, because it's been like in my family, you know, like I, Grew up like I can't imagine not having this day because I am so nonstop and like as someone with a chronic illness, like I'm like if I did not have this time, I would not stop. And I will say that it's actually really nice to be around you on Shabbat. Like I'm, if I'm you're different. not sleeping, I mean, because you do sleep like all day Saturday. I mean, like I could never nap. Like, you actually have like conversations that are uninterrupted. You like typically it's like oh phone 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 or like yeah exactly. I'm being pulled in a million directions. Yeah. It's like, like you're like, prejudiced you. Yeah. Like if you want my yeah. attention, 
hang out with you on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, like I will, you know, like, but I'll tell you what, if we get into motivating operations, the deprivation she has when she comes off Shabbat, you won't hear from her all of Saturday night. I mean, or you will, it'll all be via text. So Instagram reels, messages, um, she is like glued. I like, I got to catch up. Yeah, like when you get your phone at the end, like, Think how addicted you are to your phone, everyone. And that's a lot of self-control to not... No, and I am I know that I am, like, heavily addicted to my phone, like, both on a business end, on a personal end, on a... Like, on any given day, I have literally a 500 notification in my text. Like, I am horrible about it because I just feel, like, inundated by stuff, so I'll just, like, leave it. Um, So, but it's, like... So you're deprived of your phone. You're deprived... You can't have sex on Chavez? No, you can't have sex on Chavez. You can't. In fact... Michael, let's talk about yeah, sex on Shabbat. I mean, it's, it's, um, Shabbat is supposed to be family time and it's supposed to be a time when you can be intimate and you can, I mean, you're supposed to be joyful. And in Judaism, sex and, and wine and good food, like all of those bodily pleasures are mitzvot. Like, you are supposed to be joyful and happy, and um, a lot of people, I think, like, the concept is that's the only time that you get to have, and, like, that's not true, but it is, it is, like, one of the times that that you can have those. Well, you have to have the distractions. You can be fully present yeah. with your partner. Yeah. But not if, what I've learned. Yeah, it's- it's one of the only times that you can truly be alone with your significant other. Absolutely. Talk about meat on Chavez. You could eat meat. That was just talking about like when you need a nicer china. You're like having a meat meal is nicer than like a you could you could always eat meat, but you know like you're going out to make something nicer than you would typically, right? Because it's a special day, um, and not only that, like. The, the same way that you're more present with like individuals in your life that day, you are at, like the under the belief like with God as well, right? And like yeah, and, and did we say about the idea of where the Sabbath came from? With like this goes back to like the first testament as well to you know anyone who's not Jewish about the seven days of creation about and God rested on the seventh day. Yes, so like so every, why don't right. you rest on the seventh day? I I do. That's the fifth day. Well, we believe as no. Oh, you think Friday is the fifth day? Because yeah. you're running on like a Monday, like a business week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it no? We go like day one. Yeah, oh. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. She only runs. On I Wednesday. only run on work. <laughs> uh, oh, so... it's actually interesting, Casey. the The names of the days in Hebrew are literally Sunday is Yom Rishon, day one. Oh, and then Monday okay. is Yom Shani, day two. Like they don't have specific names; they just count up. And then Friday, most people will never call it Yom Shishi; they'll call it Erev Shabbat, the day before Shabbat. And like then, everything is working up until Shabbat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other interesting part about the meat is that that's largely a cultural thing, so it's not necessarily that we have to have meat but rather we should have something special. And back when, uh, you know, back when like meat was really hard to come by, you, if you got any kind of meat, you tried to preserve it and save it for Shabbat. So there's like a lot of uh, stories in the Talmud of these big rabbis buying fish and like a very specific special kind of fish and then saving that for Shabbat. So really that's just cultural. Like whatever is special, that's what you're making. I've had a lot of um, brisket at your house. Yeah, we pull out all the fancy cards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're referring to, like, my other grandma cook? No, even your sister would be brisket. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, it's like the rest of the week, you're, like, just trying to survive, you know? You're like, okay, get this kids a mac and cheese if that's what they want for every meal. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, if you want to have cake for dinner, that's cool, right? But you're like, okay, I'm like, I've made the effort to make this day special. Most often on like Thursday, we're we're yeah, doing like shopping on cereal. Thursday. <laughs> it's like exactly cereal for dinner tonight because we're prepping for Shabbat tomorrow. 
So I have a little bit more of like a. I think, but you also go to like other people's houses. Well, like your moms or your sisters or. So I mean, since being divorced, I like am more the attendee. Um. So you might bring a dip. No, I'll bring dips. Actually, I'm having it in my house this week. Um. Matbuka. I haven't had that in a while. Matbuka. No, I mean, I literally like. Yeah, no, Daisy. She knows it all. So, exactly. With that being said, where was I going? I was saying something. I think we should get into the committed action part of this. Like, you're doing it when I think about, I think about like the self control. So, if I didn't believe in something so much, like you guys believe in Judaism and you're committed and you have values, that's why you keep Shabbat. And like, there's nothing really in my life that I'm like that committed to that I would like follow that self-control of not using technology or setting up such an intricate behavior chain and behavior momentum and these habits that you guys have. I mean, that I have to say is like, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like if someone were to tell me, like if I didn't keep this and I didn't have like such a strong belief that like, this is the way, like this is how the world works because like, this is like what I've learned my entire life and- Whatever, or some people find it later on in life as well. Like often, I mean, maybe I do like convert. You could you could still do Shabbat without converting. You could, I mean, you could still leave your phone. But what I'm saying is, like, I would think someone is like ass crazy to be like, I want you to go three hours, Leah, no phone. I'd be like, no shot, right? And I'm literally going 26 hours every Friday to Saturday night. Also, when you guys fast, like no water, I literally am mind blown by this. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that one's rough. Like as a diabetic, I'm not. Right. I, yeah, that's that's for the holidays. But yeah, that is that is true. It's I mean, Judaism. Yeah, I mean, Judaism has a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and rules and rule governed behaviors, right? That we follow. Um, but you know what's really interesting about it? Obviously, talk about it from a religious perspective, and that this has like been. D- practice for so many years is like one of the main like like rules that you follow within like you know if you'll talk about a lot of the main things in Judaism I'd say probably like keeping kosher the Sabbath um you know that those are like some main ones you hear about but something that's interesting is that like I, I read something recently I don't know if it was on LinkedIn it was like sign up for this this um sabbatical or whatever it was they were calling it something and it's like this idea, it's this new principle that this Harvard professor came up with of like taking a day of grounding and whatever it is <laughs> and being present and like you could pay to go to this resort that does it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? It's like literally rebranding. Yeah, yeah. Better well, well, that's what I'm going to do. And I think, I think the important part about committed action, because again, this is one of those pieces of act that really has to do with all the other pieces. Committed action is just our behaviors. But what makes a committed action valuable is that it leads you towards your values. And so Judaism, the Torah, um, all of the rabbis throughout like all the past generations, what they've done is built this incredible value system. And really that's what a religion is, right? It's a value system paired with committed action. And for Shabbat, you know, one of one of my favorite one of my favorite definitions of a value. Um, I actually I it didn't make it into the outline, but I have it here. A value provides larger, later positive, abstract reinforcement versus yeah, delayed reinforcement exactly versus smaller, sooner, negative, private re- reinforcement. And I mean, do we do we want to get into current events? Because I think like it's one of the more beautiful, like for me anyway. Well, let me just say, <laughs> if you want to get into it, we can. I mean, I want to do an entire podcast on it, but I actually think that we could just say like there's like saddening things we're seeing in the Jewish community like now, like anti-Semitism, and it's a way to get away. I mean, right now, as this podcast is being recorded, there is a lot of horrible things happening in the world to a lot of innocent individuals as well as you know seeing a lot of anti-semitism out there i I mean a lot of different people not just 
Jewish people, but a lot of people are affected. And it's like, I can't get off Instagram looking at it. Like I yeah, am seeing a lot of anti-Semitism, which means like hate toward the Jews. Um, I, I specifically I, had hey, to make a rule hey. like no visual news for me since this all started. I just, I knew that if I started looking at pictures and videos, I just wasn't going to surface from below it. But like what I what I wanted to say was that when it happened, we were in the middle of a of a holiday and we didn't have our phones. And there are people who came to to services who are you know who who don't hold as as strictly to the laws, and they had their phones, and so everybody knew what was happening. And my wife and I were having a conversation because we have a lot of family in Israel, we have a lot of friends in Israel, and we were so grateful that there was this there was still this 24 hours that no matter how nervous we were we still weren't completely consumed by it yeah and, well and- there was there was a lot of people because i mean i i i over that uh, was actually it was over shabbat yeah and so i was with someone who is jewish but not observant yeah so like they're following this backwards and forth and i didn't realize the extent to like like what terrorism was happening because it was shabbat and and i was not in dallas at the time and i was like i'm talking to this friend and i'm like i'm wondering like if my parents know yet because my parents go to an orthodox synagogue where a lot of people observe the sabbath i mean everyone does what they do in their own house i don't know but um, I was like, no, there has to be someone there who's like, share, you know, like you're still like you have like non-Jewish neighbors, other people, you know, who were like, oh my God, did you happen in Israel? This is horrible, you know? And I'm like, I wonder if they know. And like, we're not talking, I think a lot of people, you know, like, like my ex-husband, I still, I, like his entire family um, who I'm close to as well as like my family and Israel, like everyone was, I think, in a dilemma of like, do I call my family on Shabbat or not? Like it was like a, wow, and that, that took a, a lot of restraint for a lot of people being like, yeah, you'll want to know like, well, is this considered? Cause obviously in Judaism, I mean, I don't know if it's obviously necessarily, there are different rules that like, if it's life or death, like if you are like, you don't usually drive, but if you need to get to a hospital, you, you go. If it's to save a life, you do it. If you do anything to save life. In fact, it's, it's a mitzvah, it's a commandment that you break whatever law needs to be broken in order to save that life. And, um, right. Yeah, there is there is a lot going on, and maybe a funnier example of this is um, I'm from Kansas City, and we did not always have a winning sports franchise. And there was a year where it really looked like the Royals were going to uh, win the uh, the World Series. <laughs> like two people in my shul, an Orthodox shul, brought their non-Jewish neighbors. Or friends with them, and they had open, and they were checking. They were checking the score, and I swear to you, like at one point, the rabbi was giving a sermon, and like one of these guys stood up, and he's like, "Not that anyone asked, but the Royals are winning." <laughs> like, oh, that would totally be me. Oh, I mean, so you're not allowed to do any of these things, and technically, you're not supposed to ask someone to do it because then essentially you're doing it. Right. So like. You kind of like learn these little hustles along the way of being like, oh, I, I wish I knew if the the Royals were winning right now, you know, and then like, <laughs> yeah. if you have best friends who's not Jewish, it's amazing because then they like learn practice. But like initially, like, you know, it'd be like, I'd be like, it's hot as balls in here. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh my God, it took me so long to realize your like idioms or whatever they are when you'd say those things. I'd be like, I, I'm so gullible to it that I wouldn't take it. I'd be like, oh, I don't like. And now I'm like, oh, you want the fan on. Okay. But you can't say it. So you, you can't find functionally it. equivalent. Yeah. Uh, it's like in the same respect, just functionally like mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be cheetah. cheetah. <laughs> you got you to be uh, thoughtful. In but those. It, I mean, it, it's that it's that thing, though, where just knowing the score in like the middle of the fifth inning really doesn't do you any good, you know? That's a very short, in this context, it's a negative, private reinforcement. Like, okay, I know the score. 
And then like two seconds later, you're wondering what it is again, because it's not a permanent thing. You don't know it And it really doesn't matter all that much. Like if you're not watching the game, you'll find out when it's done, what the score is, you know? Yeah. And staying there in Shabbat, focused on the present moment, living your values, like that is a, a longer, a more positive, um, it's an outward um, right, especially because that's something that the religion itself values, right? That time, yeah. Like the the the, which is why, like, where I'm, like, why individuals are committed enough to do this because it's like, okay, so right now, right, we talk about delayed reinforcement and like response, you know, um, cost later on. Just looking, it's like, okay, so in this moment, right now, okay, I could see this show that is coming out, or like, I could go to like in high school. The biggest fight would be like, I'm in Texas at public school, okay? Like, football is where it's at. I never went to one football game in high school. Like, I'm like, so one week I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to the game. They're like, okay, so if you want to go, go, but like stay somewhere else because you're like, we observe Shabbat here, whatever it is. I was like, as much as a rule breaker as I am, so you're so rule with Shabbat, it's like, I didn't ever end up going. Yeah. I like, would like talk about going. But, like, when you look at, like, the greater reward later on, it's, like, like, I, You're I, I even, like, like every week, like, I am, and obviously to God, but, like, I'm so busy all week, like, pulled in a million directions, like, mm-hmm. like, while I have my parents here, for example, like, with me, like, in this world, like, I'm spending that with them every week. Right, and that's like not I could go back to that. Like, family. I catch myself sometimes when I'm with my parents or something. Like during the week, I'm not fully listening. Like I'm literally on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like even when I'm with Kobe, like on Shabbat, I am so fully present when I'm playing with him. Like what I'm talking to him about. I'm also like sometimes I see things through his eyes. Like when we're in my house and like a fire truck is nearby, I would never hear it because I'm thinking of so many other things going on. He's like, fire truck, ooh, ambulance. Like, and he runs to the front door, right? Like, typically, I'm like, whatever. But, like, on Shabbat, I, too, will hear it. Like, I'm present enough to be like, wow, yeah, let's go look what it is. Like, maybe I'll walk him to the fire station, you know? Like, I actually am slowing down enough. And as someone who, like, is on, like, literal speed, like, it is something that, like, I I so see the value of. And as a kid, it was hard for me because, like, you're looking at these like reinforcers that are cool to other people, you know, like when you have to go to prom late and like miss photos, like that's not cool. <laughs> right. Like mm-hmm. when like and and certain things, I mean, you know, I, I remember like walking in the rain one Shabbat, like I had paid in advance at like a hair place that was kind of nearby. It was pouring rain, but I wanted to get my hair done for homecoming. I'm like, cause like I'm still like trying to fit in, but also like, keep my like Jewish identity. So like literally walking in the pouring rain and getting like a curly updo and it being like a wet dog, like <laughs> before I even got back home. Like it's like these things that you don't even think about that. Like nothing else in my life am I that committed to. And what's funny is like when you're in, I myself became religious later in life. And like when you have stories like that it becomes like a badge of honor in the jewish community yeah. like you know like the silly things you did and you still kept shabbat and you know it all up in the end and all the stuff it's like uh it, my it's high school graduation i couldn't go to it was like on a jewish holiday so i went out of my way and i wrote like 10 it was downtown at like the reunion tower here which is like the big ball that's in like that spins is the skyline of dallas and I'm like, I am going to this. So I write, because like I didn't have money to do anything at the time. So I wrote a letter to all these hotels. Like, my name's Leah. I'm observing the Sabbath. It happens to be a holiday. I really would like to attend my graduation. This is so important to me, blah, 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 blah. Is there any way? Some of them were like, I was like, my parents like don't like, don't like, they say like it's important, whatever. So two of them had like given me like a free night there. These, these hotels. No Did I end up going? No, no, but I just like was creative and finding out a way to go. Like it was always about like, and like, I mean, I went to school with a lot of non-Jews. So like I, like I always was like a little hustling. Like I had like my non-Jewish best friends 
Like they had a schedule of when to come visit me on Shabbat. Like it was like, I yeah. want to know what happened at the game. Like, Jesse, you know, every Saturday at two, you come over. Okay. <laughs> like my one friend, like our biggest running joke, which by the way is so not allowed because she's also Jewish. She just like wasn't observant. I would like think of these arts and crafts idea. And she was a year younger than me. So I was like kind of cooler. Mm-hmm. My friend Shay. She's like, do you remember that time, Leah? You made me rhinestone your entire doorknob, which is like not an important activity that's needed at any time. And she was also Jewish. I made her hot glue gun my entire doorknob with rhinestones in my bedroom. Like it felt important. Like I needed it right then. And she's like, and then you were like, I don't like it. Take it off. Shut up. <laughs> it's like our biggest like joke that we always talk about. Like she thought she was my one friend who was younger. So she thought I was cool. <laughs> And we're still best friends, but these memories. Yeah. And in, in college, I, I lived with a roommate and he and I were the only two Shomer Shabbat Jews. We were the only Jews students who kept Shabbat on campus. And we would throw like absolute ragers on Friday night. And all of our friends would come over and we would have these massive parties. And by the end of, of the couple of years we lived together, all, like the vast majority of them, no, I shouldn't say that. Probably half of the party every week was, was Jewish and non-Jewish. Because people would just come from the Chabad house, uh, which is like a just a Jewish synagogue group on, on campus, a synagogue on campus. And uh, they would come over to our place after Friday night dinner. And then all of our friends from class and clubs and college would come. And by the end of it, like all of the non-Jews knew that they were the ones who had to go and like turn off the lights and... If they're they left on. dirty, like they would do the dishwasher for us, or like they knew, like oh, we can't, we can't, we can't turn off the light in the bathroom. Like they're yeah, not allowed like to do like, that. Yes. Oh, we used amazing. to like Friday nights, like legit, like what well, we would throw down with like our potluck meals, like and like drinks and this and that. Like all your friends, Jewish, non-Jewish, were there. Like let me tell you, like it was the place to be. It yeah. was like, like we're and turning. They would up. put and their like, phones away. Who put some music on? That'd be cool. Not that. <laughs> and see, that was that was the funny thing about our parties. Our parties did not have music. There would be times where, like, someone who would be new, they'd like take out their phone, and one of my non-Jewish friends would be like, "Oh, we don't know it's Shabbat. We can't use <laughs> phones here." That's funny. It was, fan- right. it was fantastic. Things I'm saying are not things that you're necessarily supposed to do. You're not like, because like then essentially you're having someone else do things for you. But, you know. But that's kind of what it is, right? Like there's so much of this that you can, right. I mean, you can take these laws really, really stringently and you can turn them into punishment. It would be very easy. And then there are so many things where like a lot of people today might not be as religious. They might not be as holding in certain things. But there are ways to do the things you do in such a way that you're still honoring the value of Shabbat. And that in and of itself is like a really beautiful thing, you know? Right. Like I was um, just in Vegas this past weekend and because I went for like a show that was on Sunday and like I'm rushing out to go to Vegas, right? Like Sin City, like the most like not Shabbat place ever. And I'm like freezing food from like the store here beforehand so that like i'm not taking liquids on the plane so i'm like taking it so that i could like have frozen food to have when i'm at my hotel there's food (laughs) everywhere available in vegas every restaurant you could ever want but i'm figuring out i try to have my shabbat candles my abdallah candles to like end shabbat like all my different stuff so that i could do this so it is like i mean there yeah there's a lot of um prep and commitment to it and um but i like i was excited to do this episode because so many people ask me what i'm doing or where shabbat is or where i'm going i'm like like, they're like don't take it seriously like what do you mean you couldn't respond right yeah yes you could it's a choice but it's so much more than a choice right i mean yeah everything's a choice essentially right i mean and all your friends i mean i've had every question like you're telling me you cannot get in the Uber that I paid for and I open the door and you literally just stand right. there. And I'm like, no, like I can't. They're like, fine. What if I put like a rope on the back of the car and you wear rollerblades? I'm like, first of all, I don't think I'm not. <laughs> <slow down." laughs> 
No. Although that's creative. Yeah. No, there's like, I mean. And also you can't carry. Like, no, but you like, can if you're in the, the specified. That's like the, a whole separate thing. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so many yeah. other podcasts. I mean, if we wanted to ever, there's so many rules. Casey was like, yeah, like they can't have sex during certain times. I'm like, that's also a whole other podcast. Like we are. Oh, she would tell me one night. She's like, I can't teach because I have to go get in this bath at this place because <laughs> I finished my period or something. I don't know what. And I'm like, you're a liar. I go send me a picture right now. And she's like, I swear. <laughs> I'm get send me a picture. I'm like, this religion just crazier to me. <laughs> Well, I didn't send her a picture of the mikvah. I sent her like like a Wikipedia of the laws of yeah yeah. Like, that's you're also, it's called mikvah. That, that was also kind of how this podcast came around because I had I had asked Liat because I had zero shame. I was like, all right, everyone has a podcast idea. Here's mine. What do you think? <laughs> I was basically like, any Jewish law, any mitzvah, any commandment in the Torah. Like, I want to attack it from an ABA perspective. What are your thoughts? And she's like. Let's do shop it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think it is the yeah. most like beautiful thing, and it's all it's awesome. Like I don't think I'd be as successful professionally or even scholastically if I didn't have Shabbat. Like just giving I yourself mean, that time to just slow down, be with family, I, let I your brain never, relax. If if I you'd be in the you, hospital like so. Well, let me tell you one other thing that's interesting. So when I was like in an unhappy time in my life, I'm not going to say any specific times. Every Shabbat or like Jewish holiday when I'd have to stop, I would get so sick and I'd end up in the hospital. And it was stopping because I was stopping and having to deal with like what I was actually going through, like in like a scenario in my life. Like, yeah, it was like I had to sit there present like when I was like in a relationship I wasn't happy and it's like here I am like here I am here you are I can't go like run off and like go work or do this or do that it's like here I am here we are and I would end up in the hospital like I because it was like I was finally like listening to my body and and those were the times when I was like I actually had to face which could be really hard like Shabbat can be really hard when you well you can use so much to avoid everything like you always say to me, like, push on the rug, push on the rug, and you fill it with all these other things. And then if you remove all of that, what's left? Yeah, is- like, you actually have to face things. And so, like, it is beautiful, but it is something that takes practice because it's hard, like, if you're living something in your life that's not aligned because it's, like, there's literally no running away now. Like, you are in your face. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no TikTok we- video to watch to avoid. A less, a less like extreme example of that. My son is in first grade. He's six, and we keep Shabbat, but we did not always live close enough to our synagogue that we could walk. We live in Florida, and we live like we used to live three miles away, which is doable, but not in Florida. Like in the summer, it's too much, and so we would stay over every once in a while, maybe once a month. But like as my son started getting older, he knew that all of his buddies lived close to each other and could play and have fun. And it got to a point where like Shabbat started to be punishing for him because we still kept all the things. We still had family time. We, my wife and I went on our phones and could have quality time with him, but it got to a point where like he knew he was missing out on time with his friends. And so we moved like the next time our lease came up, we got a place closer to our synagogue and our community and now Shabbat is like this joyful thing again where he gets to go to services and see his friends and have treats from like all the old dudes in synagogue with candy in there. Every synagogue <laughs> has candy. It's the environment. It's crazy. Yeah. Every synagogue has, has like six. And it's hilarious because they get like upset when the kids go to another guy with candy. They're like, what about my candy? I don't understand. <laughs> I got like, like yeah. organic lollipops. They don't like organic lollipops. Like <laughs> no, everyone like dum dums. It was that's what I got growing up. I think that, the next yeah, episode we dum dum. That is like uh, I still don't get it. Meat, no cheese, dairy, no. Uh, wait, can you eat meat and then cheese? No, can you eat cheese and then meat? Okay, can this? Is it K? Is it UK? <laughs> is it K dairy? Is it? Um, they can drive I don't you insane. Know. 
It can drive you literally insane. There's so much. And like the further down you go, it only gets worse. Like I have my, I have my, my rabbi you yeah. can't eat at his, at his mom's house because she doesn't keep a strict enough level of kosher. Yeah. Like it's, no. it's, there's so much to it and it would be very easy for it to become a punishment. But again, it's one of those things where like you have to center yourself on your values. You choose the committed actions that lead you towards those values in an, <laughs> in an it's acceptable so way. Like you're <laughs> that doesn't high, produce you're... anxiety or anything like that. And it, it can be a really beautiful thing. Right. It's all about framing. Yeah. How do you frame it? I love that. Well, love with that, podcast. Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah. Hopefully I this, love this. Thank you. We this, finally did it. This helps someone understand what's going on. Again, not every Jewish person observes this, but we're talking about this as like two uh, Shabbat observing Jews over here. But I think it's it's cool to talk about. And with that, I just want to say Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much, Michael. And also, congrats on passing the BCBA exam. Yeah, it's huge. Gosh. Awesome. Yeah. And I also just want to say as like a huge fan, Thank you guys so much. This is so cool. And like, I, this is just, this is awesome. I, I have a lot of, can I like give a shout out real quick? Yeah. My mentor in PBS, who was my supervisor, she was the one who introduced me to you guys. And she and I get along like white on rice and I was so grateful to her because she got me involved with you guys and then I passed the test and she's been so supportive. And like, now I'm doing this and it's That's so right. cool. So Anna, thank you. Thank you. Shout for... out Anna. Anna go. Thank you for referring us. Number one. And my sister-in-law for getting me into ADA in the first place. Lila. Thank you, Lila. <laughs> Lila, we love you. Lila. And thank you guys for making a product that's good enough that people are telling their friends about. It's awesome. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. It was nice to meet you. I hope we can connect again. Well, I have so many podcasts to make with you guys. Just let me know. Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> we have kosher. We have clothing. We, we have mitzvah. This. We have sedapta. We didn't even talk about benching. There's some right. <laughs> I'm just sorry out words right now. <laughs> She's right. She's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm also like between Kobe and my nieces, like educating Casey on different things, like. Nicole yesterday was saying, she's like, I don't know, Ellie was here and she was like, that is talking badly about someone. The like way, the, the, the rules about. No, there's nothing better than little kids using Yiddish words. It's oh, yeah. Best. It's the best. So, when yeah. My son says schmeckel instead of penis. Schmeckel is <laughs> Yiddish word for penis. And he's in Taekwondo and I'm the instructor. I'm like one of the co instructors of his class and they're sparring together. And I turned my back on him and his partner for like one second. And all of a sudden I hear a scream and a cry. And he, he comes running up to me and he's like, oh, he just kicked me in my penis. And I'd never heard him say penis before because he always said <laughs> And I was like, totally, I was like, what? <laughs> so it was incredible. It was so good. I love that. That's good. He could like read the situation. Like it wouldn't be cool to say schmackle right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that happened on Shabbat, he probably would have said schmeckle. <laughs> exactly. That's right. All right, guys, you know where you can find us. You can find us on our website, behaviorbitches.com. You could reach out to us, give us a topic. If you want to be a guest, if you know someone who should be a guest, if you have a topic that you think would be cool, please tell us. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Go leave us a five star review on the Apple Podcast app. You can listen to us anywhere, but unfortunately, Apple is the only place that lets us see the reinforcement. So that's why I'm going to push you that way, matching law. And that's all we have for you today. So as always, love ya. Mean it.
This show was produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts and made possible by listeners like you. If you ever thought of doing your own podcast, please visit prettyeasypodcasts.com.